Now more with Frank Gaffney. We're back and joined by one of my favorite guests. His name is Todd Bensman. He is a heroic investigative journalist and analyst and national security practitioner who currently works with the Indispensable Center for Immigration Studies. Um, He is the author of a terrific book, America's Covert Border War, uh, talking about the Islamists um, at the gate and the failure to address that problem adequately. And he has been spending a prodigious amount of time on the border, on the other side of the border, and on this side, reporting about and assessing damage that is being done to our country as a result of Joe Biden's decision essentially to eliminate our southern border. Todd Bensman, it's great to have you back at Secure Freedom Radio. We're always delighted to visit with you, even if the news you impart is often a bit disheartening, I have to say. We appreciate so much your coverage of it. Welcome back, sir. Good to be here. Sorry to depress, but <laughs> that's the way it is. We, we do a bit of that on this program, I'm sorry to say, but uh, what is happening here is is really depressing, especially since it seems to be entirely a self-inflicted wound. Before we get into some of the particulars that you've been covering brilliantly lately at CIS.org, Todd, just sort of level set with us. Um, you were warning before Joe Biden was elected president, and certainly in the months after he became uh, the president-elect, that there was going to be a Biden effect. Uh, Talk about what that entails and how it's turned out, those predictions. Sure. Well, I like to think that I understand the immigrant mind because I interviewed so many of them and I spent so much time with them. And as the campaign, the presidential campaign was Uh, ramping up and was underway, I was listening to the Democratic campaign promises about what they were going to do on the border. And I understood that I wasn't the only one hearing this, (laughs) that uh, the entire world of, right, that the entire world of aspiring migrants were listening to very closely and packing their bags. Uh, So it was a I'd like to say I was really brilliant in predicting this, but it was really so obvious uh, that there was going to be a really huge mass migration surge to, for people to come and reap the rewards that were being promised by the Biden administration even before it, it entered office. And the very first thing that the Biden administration did on day one was implement those things. And so they came. In vast numbers. And the numbers have only grown uh, with the months since uh, Joe Biden took uh, the presidency. Give us a sense, if you can, Todd, as to how many illegal aliens have made that migration successfully across our southern border since January 20th, 2021. Right. So we're looking at Uh, Once the September numbers come in, which is the last month of the fiscal year, uh, if they come in uh, above 170,000, and they've been easily hitting 212,000, 215,000 apprehensions, that's just the ones we know about, uh, we will then have the highest numbers on record in American history. There'll be about 1.7, million people would have uh, been encountered in some fashion or form 
at the U.S. southern border in one single fiscal year. We're looking at 200 plus thousand a month, 50,000 a week. Uh, whole, you know, medium-sized American cities are entering over the border every single month. This is absolutely unprecedented. It is a major uh, national crisis at the border in, in my estimation. So the people that are coming across, uh, it used to be uh, Mexicans and Central Americans mostly, but what we're seeing, and it, with a small percentage, uh, maybe two or 3% of people from around the world, people from around the world now make up 27% of all of those monthly apprehension numbers. That means people who are not from Central America or Mexico, they're from the Middle East, Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, Syria, Iraq, Iran, and all those places, as well as, you know, Haiti and uh, other South American countries, but places from you know, all over Africa as well. I mean, all really, the entire world is coming now through the Darien Gap. Let me ask you about this condition question. There has been talk that these folks from all over the world are bringing diseases from all over the world with them as well. And some of those are you know, mumps and uh, the various other uh, diseases native to their lands. Some of them apparently are uh, strains of the COVID virus as well. What are you hearing in terms of the assessment of the public health implications of this well invasion of our country? Right. Well, you mentioned a couple of them that are, I think, are, are fairly commonly known. Uh, you know, uh, they're bringing in measles and mumps. I've heard mumps. I've I've heard of uh, other kinds of diseases that we have uh, vanquished long ago. I, I I'm not that familiar with uh, much more than the COVID right now because that's a policy matter that a very urgent uh, concern around the country about you know, the policy uh, prescriptions that we place on Americans, you know, mandatory, uh, you're fired if you're a federal uh, employee and you don't get the vaccine and things like that. But uh, the administration, yeah, our health workers, uh, you know, I had a border patrol agent call me yesterday asking if I could direct him to a, a law enforcement job with a state agency because he's about to get fired because he won't get vaccinated because he's afraid of it. Uh, but in any in any case, uh, that's really what's happening is there's a complete double standard. They don't care if tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of immigrants are let into the country for having COVID, which undermines their whole claim that they care about what, what Americans uh, have or get or, or are exposed to. It's absurd. They don't really care if they're letting in all these immigrants without being tested. Like, I can't even get on an airplane into the United States unless I can show a negative test. Yeah, well, it may soon be that you can't get into the country unless you show a positive uh, vaccination as well. That's uh, that's the next step. But that's not being, of course, applied to these illegal aliens. And I guess it's um, not altogether a surprise, given that the impetus behind this Biden effect, if you will, seems to be, Todd Benzman, that they want to change our electorate, that fair numbers of these migrants seemingly are being deposited in red states, as they're called, or red districts at least. Um, is that the case? Uh, and if so, would you seem to conclude that that's for the purpose, indeed, of uh, 
influencing our political system and outcomes? You know, I I respect that as a, a theory. I don't. I, it's, to me, it's it's neither proven nor unproven that idea. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if uh, there was, you know, at least secret happiness, uh, you know, in the Democratic ranks that it's happening. I think it's not but so I secret. Really, <laughs> it seems to be right. pretty much the party line. But I'm I'm thinking that uh, it really may have more to do with uh, internal uh, party politics because the Joe Biden of today is certainly on immigration is certainly not the Joe Biden of yesteryear on immigration and even the Democratic Party. I mean, Obama enforced the law by and large and didn't try to do anything like what's happening here. I think what's happening is that the kind of Bernie Sanders, you know, wing, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is in ascendance. It holds tremendous sway uh, and that those people and those people want unimpeded mass migration over the border because it's feel good. They feel like they're blacks and Latinos and we're not racist. We're going to show you how not racist we are. And they're um, anti-police and anti-badge. They think they regard Border Patrol and ICE as Nazis and evil. And, uh, you know, it's inhumane to say to an incoming immigrant, you can't come in. That's cruel to say you can't come in where every other country in the world does this normally. Uh, just a crazy ideology of multiculturalism that just holds power in that party right now. And they have to kowtow to it or the coalition breaks up. I'm not sure whether that's, that's, that's uh, my, uh, that's my theory, a more benign explanation or whether it actually is kind of <laughs> part and parcel of the other, but um, either way, this is uh, very troubling that uh, the impetus behind this seems to be not, uh, the national security interests of the United States or even the economic security interests of the United States, but these other considerations and factors. Todd, let me ask you specifically about a problem that has burst on the scene uh, in the past couple of weeks. You've reported it intensively and, and really brilliantly, I think, um, namely the subset of the larger invasion that has been an invasion of people who originally came from Haiti. It's not uh, clear how many of them recently came from Haiti, but they wound up in the Del Rio section of the border with Texas, uh, the Mexican border with Texas. Um, you've done some uh, thoughtful reflection on what this whole saga has told us about the crisis that we're having at the moment and the implications of it. Um, give us sort of your sense of the takeaways, as you put it, from the migrant camp crisis under the bridge in Del Rio. Sure. And I'll try to be a lot quicker than my uh, my pieces on this in CIS.org. Two things. One is the Biden, invoke, Biden invoking the repatriation flight to home countries option. They started flying Haitians back. That had a very powerful, visible, deterring effect on the ground. It stopped cold any further uh, importation of people into that camp for the length of time that it was used. And they knew it would work. It's a Trump uh, card right from the deck uh, to, do, to do that sort of thing. And uh, I think that if that repatriation threat I mean, thousands fled the camp 
and went into Mexico to hide uh, from it. And thousands more who were on the way stopped in their tracks over this thing. And uh, only a few thousand actually got uh, deported. But that's all it takes, a small number with a credible uh, threat. Uh, Were that policy to ever be trotted out again for other nationalities and extended along the entire border, we would end this crisis immediately. The second, the second uh, takeaway is the relationship with Mexico. Mexico is obviously key. When Trump was in office, he threatened Mexico with tr- uh, trade tariffs. He took a stick in his diplomacy. The Biden administration went bunny rabbit in its diplomacy. And as a result, the Mexicans slapped him in the face with a glove, you know, a proverbial glove. They had these Haitians bottled up in their southern provinces, and they were fighting with them. They were having open clashes all over the streets. uh, And finally, they just gave up and said, you know what, Uh, just go ahead. We're going to let you all go. And they did on September 12th for the El Grito national holiday in Mexico, which is kind of like their independence week of celebrations. Uh, They had this deal with the Biden administration to keep them up, bottled up down there. And they just said, forget you. We're letting them all through. The Biden administration needs to put stick in its diplomacy for the future. Uh, One thing that if I have a minute left, midweek, there something happened. A phone call was made that had some stick in it because the Mexicans suddenly reverse course and began deporting Haitians to Haiti themselves, rounding up the Haitians in on the, along the Del Rio border and shipping them by air back to the Southern provinces and in Mexico uh, turning in Mexico. And that is the kind of diplomacy that if you put it in conjunction with these repatriation flights from the U.S. would end this border crisis immediately. It would just be over tomorrow. The whole thing would be over. And I guess this is really the key takeaway, isn't it? That the policies that the Trump administration pursued and that the Biden administration from its first days dismantled can, in fact, make our border, if not completely secure, certainly vastly more secure. Todd, is it too late now that we've admitted this many people to be adjusting in that fashion? Or is the prospect that we will face quite possibly millions of additional people coming here um, something that uh, justifies the most urgent reversal, of course, uh, not just with respect to Mexico, as you've suggested, but writ large, including uh, you know finishing the construction of the wall that Donald Trump made substantial progress on. I mean, I'm just extremely skeptical and cynical that this administration will do, will carry forward any of the policies that they used on the camp to the rest of the border. Uh, They fear their left wing. The problem was that this 15,000 was visible 
under the bridge. You could drive over that bridge and just see them, you know, into the horizon down there. And they that's why they closed the bridge, by the way. And um and, they and just barred drones they, from operating there. I think I think you were the guy who had drones brought and, the eyes on, you know, uh, insights that yes, were so was. desperately needed. Yes, I was. I just don't I don't see uh I mean all that matters to this administration is to get rid of the visible canker sore before the before the prom, you know, which the prom is going to be the midterms. Uh so you know that's all they cared about and now everybody's gone home and those 50,000 a week are still coming and all of those Haitians by the way who fled into Mexico uh, many of them told me directly that they're just simply waiting for Biden to get rid of his repatriation uh, by error policy and they'll be right back in and they will this is this is so depressing it really is. And I I'm know so it sorry. Must, it must, no, no, no. But I, I, I know it must depress you as somebody who really understands it doesn't have to be this way. And the fact that it is this way is so, you know, clearly something to be put at the feet of Joe Biden and his team. And I think there will be accountability in due course. So much food for thought. Um, I know you'll keep up the great work you do at cis.org, Center for Immigration Studies. And uh, I hope that you will take a look, folks, if you haven't already done so, at Todd's terrific book, America's Covert Border War. We'll talk with you again very soon, Todd. Next up, Bob Carlstrom joins us. We'll take stock of what's happening to our economy and what it will mean for you right after this.